Howdy, partners. Welcome to another episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to Ethical Non-Monogamy. I'm your host, Hito, also known as Ike in various other circles. And I want to welcome you back after a several-month hiatus. And yeah, if you see me on YouTube right now, I do have a cowboy hat. Well, cowgirl? Cowboy? Anyone can wear a cow hat. <laughs> but yes, I have this hat on today. Because after our quite a while hiatus, I just figured, let me go back and let's just talk about some things I figured out in E&M. And today we're going to be talking about cowboys and cowgirls. And we are not talking about the ranch hand kinds. <laughs> but yes, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, do all the things, you know, algorithm wise. Because, you know, I'm trying to get more people to see what I'm sharing, whatnot. And... I just want to welcome you back to another episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to Ethical Non-Monogamy. Now, it has been months. I think the last episode I dropped was back in July. And we are on, um, like, August 14th. So, yeah, it has been a minute. Happy to be back. And, uh, yeah, I just want to go ahead and kind of get into it. Kind of, like, catch all up in what I've been up to. Um, it has been... Quite a ride. I think I left right either before. I think the last thing I wrote was either after Hedonism was the last episode or yeah, I think Hedonism was the last episode and then I had my good friend Jam on. We talked about her journey through ethical non-monogamy and it was a great time. And between that time, I've been to various events. I've been working. I've been grinding. I've moved to a new place. Um, now I'm in Flugelville. Um, and it's just been crazy busy. And when I say crazy busy, I mean, like, I built a PC. I've been uh, doing this job thing. Um, just the other day, I signed up for, um, this, uh, program for mentorship. I'm like, hopefully I get in because that's something I, I want to become a dungeon monitor, like get certified and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just been busy for months and then to top things off ADHD is a motherfucker when I say a motherfucker there are multiple times I want to record like I can stick with the audio but because I started doing video I'm like cool I gotta make videos happen but then it took a while for me to clean this office because ADHD happened and it's just like I did get more episodes of the my other podcast with my host jam big letter little letter podcast be sure to also subscribe like download all that good stuff and yeah, just been busy, slight procrastination, but I finally got this nice little setup here, some kink stuff here. The homie Barry, my anchor partner, um, just bury up my rope mannequin. Got, you know, some artwork, some, you know, mix things up a little bit, but now I have my little recording corner finally set up so I could be here to share what I have learned with y'all. And like I said, today we will be talking about cowboys and cowgirls. Again, not the ranch hand. Yes, I'm in Texas. Yes, we are all yippee ki yay yee-haw. But in this kind of instance, we are talking about cowboys and cowgirls in the ethical non-monogamous sense. So, what is a cowboy and or cowgirl? Or if anything, cowperson? A cowboy, cowgirl, cowperson is an individual that goes into a non-monogamous dynamic and dates one of the individuals there and essentially try to pull them out of said dynamic and essentially kind of get them to be monogamous. So, i.e., yippee ki we're trying to pull the steer away from the herd and keep it all to ourselves. 
that's just the baseline definition. Now, from the stories I've heard, from what I've read, from people I've talked to, there are a variety of these cow folk. Now, all of them are not malicious. So it's not someone that goes in with the intention. You know what I want? I want to go ahead and hop in and I want to pull this person away from whatever they may have and keep them all to myself. Everyone is not that malicious. Yes, there will be some narcissistic individuals that pop in and try and pull set, um, such a thing off because they feel like, hey, I'm everything a person needs. Of course, I can pull them from this thing that they've developed. But then you have some people that generally go and try to be non-monogamous. They go out and they try it. And then when they see someone amazing, there's some monogamous tendencies that kick in. You want to be possessive of the person. You want that person to only be focused on you. And in turn, you kind of like, you essentially not purposely try to be, hey, it's either them or me. But at some point, your emotions get to that point where you're letting them know like, hey, this is killing me inside. I just want you. I would prefer that you want me. How can I make this happen? Or what can I do to be enough? Or they're out here trying to make some kind of logical thing happen where it's, hey, be monogamous with me now. As you can see, I am a great lover, friend, person, etc. So again, some people go in maliciously thinking, hey, I can go ahead and break them from their dynamic and make them my own because of possessiveness, because of heteronormative um, ideology when it comes to relationships. Um, or they can just be not intentionally trying to do so. They will go out, they will date, they're like, oh, it's just non-monogamous. Oh, let's see if I can be that. And then they kind of realize, um, no, no, it's not for me. Non-monogamy is not for me, so how about you make it not for you? Which, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anyone to say, don't be selfish. I have no problem with being selfish. My only issue with selfishness is when it's detrimental to others. And in that case, that's detrimental. Like, you should not jump into a party that you are not ready to, like, dance to. That's really how I see it. Now, in terms of these um, cowboy, cowgirls, cowpersons, you kind of have to be aware of who you're dealing with. Why is that the case? Because, again, intention, you might actually truly believe and feel connected with a person. And I'm speaking as the non-monogamous person because I've dealt with a cowgirl myself. It was my first initial, like, hey, I'm non-monogamous. Let me go out and date as a non-monogamous person. It was my first go around. And I would say one thing that a monogamous person should do, you have to qualify, like you have to date, vet, you have to really discover what this person's about before you commit significant energy to that person. Because you might discover, oh wow, we are really good together. Oh wow, these are fun things together. And then all of a sudden, oh, they they don't want me to do fun things with other people. Or, oh, damn, they, they all of a sudden need me at the house because they are sick on the same night that I have a date? Damn, man, maybe I should go check on them. 
Like, you got to watch out for these tendencies that they may have where they try to monopolize your time from your other partners in a way to essentially isolate you. It's kind of the same things in terms of toxic relationships where you'll have a partner that are purposely doing things to isolate you from your friendships. Yes, I said abusive partners because that is abusive when you try to monopolize an individual's um, being and try to make their life all about you. It's toxic. It's abusive. And that's typically what some cow folk end up going towards where they start making things up. They start trying to veto your time um, with others. They try to monopolize your time. They try to squeeze everything out where your other partners no longer want to deal with you. And thus, you have no choice but to deal with them. Um, so I'm in various group chats and not to name anyone, but there was a situation where it was brought up how, um, a living partner, this person was questioning, like, Hey, I want to go ahead and try non-monogamy. But then when she hit the fan, he's all of a sudden, Oh, I'm not comfortable with this. And they're living together now. Like you splitting bills like it's very hard to break up with someone when you're actually like sharing a life and that's kind of again it's whether intentional or not it's typical mo where they just simply want to pull you away from whatever dynamic you have so you can only be with them my personal experience again first dating um non-monogamously now, where did I fuck up? I waited until the third date to let uh, her know that I'm non-monogamous. Why is that a fuck up? Because I didn't give her the chance to say no immediately. Because I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a perfect person, but I'm dope as fuck. So I can understand why someone might be intrigued by me. Because it's not like I'm out here abusive, toxic. Like, I'm a, hey, I look good. Now, am I fine, fine? To someone I am. And also, you know, some other factors be helping your boy out. But because I would tell that information and to the point where she saw potential in me for a future thing, that's why I take fault. That's why I fucked up. I should have said it off the rip. I should have not waited to the third date because in my head I thought, let me see if I actually like this person. Oh, I do like this person. Well, let me go ahead and let them know how I operate. I did. She didn't understand it. She was willing to try it. She even asked me, like, hey, all right, can you hold off on dating others for, like, a month or two? I want to build something solid before X, Y, and Z. You know what? Cool. I had no problem with that. Um, and so I hold true to the word. Um, several months in, because we were building something solid. Like, we're going out. We're having a good time. We are, like, making plans together, things of that effect. And, um, like, several months pass. Like, four, like, three, four months pass. I'm like, oh, I got invited to this play party. And I let her know about it. I let her know who's involved, let her know who all going to be there. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then right when I pull up to the event, she's calling me crying like, oh, no, I can't do this. No, um, I don't want you to go. And yeah, it's, it's unsettling because you think you're doing, you think, you know, you're thinking playing the, like playing it fair. Like, okay. Space. Let's make sure we're actually a thing. We actually discover we're a thing. Hey, I want to go to this event. You're free to come with me. Oh, it's not your thing. Cool. Well, I can go a couple hours, be back. And then all of a sudden, cold feet at the last minute. And I'm like, you know what? I understand. She's never been with someone non-monogamous. This was my first time dating someone while non-monogamous. And I'm like, yeah, let me, you know what? Fuck it. I won't do anything. Like, let me respect her. Time goes along another month or so. And I'm like, 
I, I do want to go to this event. Like a friend stolen it. It's like a kink thing. I do want to go. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Cause you know, yeah, we said this. Get to the date. Oh no. Oh, I can't do this. I'm not liking. Like I, I just feel uncomfortable. And so that was the second time. And then that's why I began to realize like, yeah, there is not going to be a time where I'll be able to go to an event because she won't be comfortable. Now, um, I did end the relationship. Um, like not right after that, but soon after when I began to realize all she was doing was playing a waiting game. She thought me being non-monogamous was like a trend, like a fad, a trend where she would just think, oh, if she shows me how great she is as a partner, I will go ahead and let it go and we'll be monogamous together. And I told her like, no, that's not how it works. Like I am non-monogamous and that's how I'm going to operate. It's not that you're not enough. It's that there's a different experience that I want to have when it comes to relationship dynamics. And yeah, of course she was hurt. She was upset. It was like boo-hoo, snogging, crying. But the one, the re what made me hold firm was that I'd rather let her go now than force being together and one of us end up either regretting or getting frustrated with one another. Because either she will get frustrated because I'm going to be non-monogamous or I will be frustrated because I'm not being forced to be monogamous. I don't believe a dynamic should be in a position where one person is building resentment to their partner. That was my motivation. Just make sure I go ahead and end things. It sucked. It wasn't fun, but it got done. And that's kind like I was able to see the signs. I was able to pick things up and I had to go through what was a very heartbreaking breakup with this person. Now, a year later, I met my anger partner. We've been solid, uh, non-monogamous together. If anything, I, I always say it, I'm more non-monogamous. She's more monogamish, but she understands how I go about things. She understands the dynamic I'm looking to set up at least for myself in the future to the point where I am a relationship anarchist. And of course, things are not perfect. You have two individuals coming together, trying to figure some things out. So no, it's not going to be like rainbows and sunshine just because we're both non-monogamous and going to play parties together and doing stuff. There will be communication breakdowns. There will be certain frustrations because that's what the human experience is. But we don't have a baseline of resentment where I'm doing something and she's upset or she's doing something and I'm upset. And that's... Thankfully, I noticed the whole cowgirl situation that was going on with me because I would have been in that relationship long term if I went ahead and went with her desires of being pulled out of monogamy. Like, and some people do get pulled out. Like in the swinger space, it happens a lot. You'll have someone that they met in the swinger lifestyle, they date outside of it, and then all of a sudden, they don't want that person to be a swinger no more. It is real is really prevalent in the swinger lifestyle because you'll have an individual that's going there just to fuck around because he's single, but then all of a sudden, oh, I met this amazing woman, I don't want you fucking no one anymore because that heteronormative idea comes in where you are my possession now, I don't want to share you with others. And that's still is that cow the cow folk ideology where I'm going to come in. I see you happy with multiple partners. I want to be the only one. And that's something I feel like people got to be wary about. Cause Oh, damn. My hat's too far. But, you know, wait. Because, ah. you know, they out here to wrangle folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeehaw. Yeah, doggy. <laughs> so, yeah.
don't know. My hat. <laughs> so again, you just got to be mindful of the people that you are bringing into your dynamic. Like I was fortunate because I was single. So there wasn't any fallout from under for other individuals that were like involved with me. Like I was single. I wasn't, I was Paul, I was non-monogamous and single. So once we broke that up, there was no backlash. Like there was no, Oh, I'm sorry. I have to cancel the birthday dinner because, Oh, um, this person is sick. I need to take him to the hospital. Or there was no P there was no other partner that faced frustration when dealing with someone that's new because something else that also happens um, with these cow folk is that sadly both parties get caught up in new relationship energy like both people are happy they found something both people are ecstatic they could try something new with new person this new experience it's like you get a flood of emotions because again it's a brand new person and with that new relationship energy, you kind of like it happens in the, in the in all forms of relationship where someone gets a brand new friend. You begin to kind of neglect your old friends because you've you know, your old friends and then there's something new, something shiny. Like, ooh, look at the look at the red laser beam. Let me go after it. And that kind of blinds some people to the cow folk um, tendencies like you don't realize your time's being monopo uh, monopolized because you are enjoying the time that you're having with this new person. And it's not your fault. Like th brand new things are fun. New experiences are fun. That's the reason why people will travel and try some new food because it's fun to try something new, especially when that new something is so good. Like you hit this hoagie, you travel to New York for this first time, you get this hoagie, this sub, whatever you want to call it. Guess what you're doing the next three days while you're there? Yo, I got to get another one because that shit was delicious and you've never had it before. Like, it's that exact um, idea, ideology that kind of allow people to get caught up with a cowfolk person. And it's not wrong, but you still got to be mindful because it's easy to leave what you've known it's easily what you know because you always think the grass is greener on the other side, not realizing that it's just artificial turf. So that's that's all I got to say in regards to um, cow folk. <laughs> because again, everyone's just out here looking for love. Some people have different ideas of what that love should look like. It tends to clash with one another. It's things that you do want to figure out. It's things that you want to um, piece together so that way you feel a little more fulfilled in this life. Because they're like, yes, we have ancestors that provide like an outline to life, but there's no real blueprint. We are all making this shit up as we go along. Whether it comes to dating, whether it comes to relationships, whether it comes to dynamics, all this stuff, we are trying to do our best with what we got. And sometimes our best may lead us down a, a bad path. Now, what I will say, if you are dealing with um, an individual that show these um, cow people tendencies, my advice to you is first figure out, do you want to be monogamous? Like that is the question, because there are some people that are ambimorous, um, <laughs> which means that you could either be monogamous with partners or you could be polyamorous with partners. Kind of the same deal with like bisexual where um, you would deal with like male or females, you know, it's kind of like there are some people that look sideways at people that are ambimorous, Um, because 
on one end, like, oh, you're monogamous or poly? Oh, so now you're monogamous. Are you sure you don't want, are you sure you're not going to be poly later? It's same thing on the other end. Oh, you're poly. Like, there is a, like, a little bit of, um, some fears in dealing with a person like that because it's kind of like, yes, they say that they are, um, on either or, but then the fear is what if you flip and decide otherwise? So, Again, figure out if you do actually want to be monogamous because that's going to be the end game of a person that's trying to pull you away from your polycule or from your other people's. Um, once you get that figured out, I would say the next thing is to talk with all your partners involved. Let it be known what your desire is. And if there are stipulations, let it be known. Like if you are going to go ahead and and um, change your dynamic for a person, you better make sure it's for yourself and not for them. Because the last thing you want to do is be regretful for making changes for, uh, at another person's whim and not your own. Myself, the way I go about my life is I do not change for other people. I change for myself. And whether that's a benefit for other people is to be determined. But the last thing I want to do is change something of myself that wasn't for me that person leaves my life and now I've made this change for no per for no reason whatsoever. Like, yes, a person on the outside can make a suggestion to me, but I have to make sure that suggestion is something that I want to do for myself. Because again, there are some people with great ideas for self-improvement, so I'm not going to say, oh, this person told me a thing. I'm not going to do it because you told me. No, I'm going to generally believe that it's for myself. So if you are dealing with these people, um, any person that wants you to be monogamous, and you yourself is actually thinking, you know what, I actually do want to be monogamous, perfect. You would be fine. But I would say on the last end, if you are dealing with someone who does appear to be a um, cowboy, cowgirl, cow person, it's best to break things off immediately. Like, if you are not trying to be monogamous, if you're not trying to shut down your other connections, you need to go ahead and end things. Now, it's not 100%, but there are individuals who are monopoly. What does that mean? One partner is monogamous that only deals with their one partner. The other partner is non-monogamous that has polycules, other play partners, other friends with benefits, etc. That is an option. Now, with that, you do have to make sure some boundaries are established. You can't have veto power. That's not something that you can give to the partner that decides to be monogamous. That is not fair to your other partners or yourself. You have to set and establish your boundaries. This person cannot be invading your privacy against your will. That's not to say you don't communicate and be forthcoming with your partner. Like, hey, Get tested regularly, especially if you're dealing with multiple partners, especially multiple new partners. Like, don't put your partner at risk just because they're monogamous. Like, be respectful to their health and their to their time and their well-being. You would also want to go ahead and outside of talking with both parties, your, your um, partner and other partners, um, outside of setting your boundaries, you kind of want to make sure that you actually do like each other. <laughs> like, look, times are hard in this economy. I don't, I don't, I understand some people that are together in convenience and not out of like, like, or love, but just make sure you actually like each other and you're just not caught up in the new relationship energy. Cause it's easy to get swept up in that wave of emotion and pleasure and all the good time. Like it's, but don't let good sex trick you. I'm just saying, like, 
no offense to your current partners, maybe they don't have the same trick as an individual, but don't let good sex pull you out of something that is like 80% good for some 20% dick. Like, come on. I'm just saying. Like, but hey, your life, live it. <laughs> All right, but no. I would say I will go ahead and wrap things up there. Um, yo, if you have questions, you want to be a guest, you want to just rap about stuff, then uh, be sure to hit me up. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to ENM at gmail.com. I do have a tw- um I do have a Twitter hitchhiking to ENM. Um just one H in between there. As well as an Instagram hitchhiker's guide to ENM. Trying to get more consistent with the post. And soon I will be announcing a Patreon. So I'm also go ahead and link that here. Um so that way I can like, you know, do a little bit more with editing, do a little bit more um to like progress the channel to progress the, the, the podcast. Like, yes, the, the Patreon will be focused on both the BDSM kink podcast as well as this ENM podcast. How they go together, I don't know. It's just the journey of my life, and that's just how I'm going to tell it. So, also, be sure. Um, big Letter, Little Letter podcast with me and Jam, available wherever you're streaming this right now. And, yeah, be sure to support. We're out here just trying to share some information, share some good times, and try to, like, grow with like just grow in general now all right travelers oh where's my hat again (sighs) yeah you can see the the colorful hat on youtube so y'all be good now you hear (laughs) look both ways before you cross these kinky streets and i will uh get with y'all next time bye